Hey everybody, we back again. We back. We 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 back. I I fucked it up. I'm sorry. We're back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm Spencer and our mushmouth lens licensed <laughs> clinical therapist over there. Nuts. <laughs> My glasses are already fogging up. It's gonna be a good show today, folks. Really excited. Yeah, Doctor Nuts. Yep. This is the Different Spectrums podcast, where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. It's up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. So, today, we have a special guest for the show. What? Yes, our special guest is a social media influencer, a neurodivergent burnout coach, as well as the founder and CEO of Accountable Otters Club. Please welcome Izzy Chia to the show. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for having me. Sort of applause. <laughs> I'm excited to be here today. We're excited to have you. Quick, and, everyone uh, look today... awkward. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. All right, so today we're actually going to be talking about the movie Elemental by Pixar. So it's going to be a good one, folks. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of topics. Um, we're going to be talking about first-gen experience. Uh, we're going to be talking about differences between uh, the two main characters, uh, Ember and Wade, as well as um, emotional dysregulation, uh, what it really kind of means to not really have a choice kind of in your life because you're always in that survival mode, right? You're always trying to get by instead of kind of sit by and see other things. So yeah. we're going to be talking about that as well as taking a chance on people. So lots of great topics today. Can't wait to get into it. Nas, anything before we get into the show? How long is how long has my toy been off the chair? I think it's been gone the whole time. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I I can't remember seeing which one it was. So okay, no idea. So for everyone that's when we when we oh man when we come back I'm gonna put up the Squirtle and the Charmander because that makes sense. Water, fire. All right. So perfect. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about it until you know we started the show. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to get Izzy's uh, point of view on a few things and like maybe clinically help uh, navigate or at least validate folks that are watching the pod. Uh, and then I have a few case studies to talk about as well, um, where I can play like devil's advocate in folks' mind. Uh, and they're looking at me like, are you serious? I'm like, no, man, I'll just play along with it. Just keep going. Uh, so we're going to have some fun on that. Um, it will be a educational pod today, but of course, we're going to bring some goofiness to it and, and, and overall like emotions. So emotions in general, there's a whole bunch of them in this movie. There's ups, there's down, there's laughter, there's sadness, there's fear. We're going to get into a lot of different emotions today. So, really excited. Uh, let's get started. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> she did it. She did it. Yeah. She did it. Let's go. She read the script. Yeah. <laughs> but Danny just literally looked at us for like five minutes, and we just were like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's very shy. It's fine. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys and other great collectibles. 
They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today. Your names? Great. And how do we spell that? How about we just go with Bernie and Cinder? Welcome to Element City. This dream of our family. Someday it'll all be yours. Welcome. Welcome. Everything here authentic. Then I've got to try the coal nuts. Coal nuts coming up. Coal nuts coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Good dog. Someday this shot will all be mine. <laughs> <laughs> when you are ready. Delivery! Two sugar pops, please. I got it, Ashra. <laughs> Water. Keep an eye on them. <laughs> you splash it, you buy it! <laughs> You show them, huh? Nobody waters down fire. Yeah! Sha Risha! <laughs> Can the shop be mine now? When you are ready. The tree. 
She's not in love with him. I'm not in love with you. Knew it. Ashva, customer. How about you take it today? For real? How can I help you? All of this and the... Oh, the sparklers are buy one, get one free? That's right. Great. I'll just take the free one. Oh, no, see, <laughs> you need to buy one to get one free. But I just want the free one. Sorry, that's not how this works. But the customer is always right. Not in this case. Nope. 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 Just give me one for free! That's not how this works! Oh! Happy birthday! What just happened? Why you lose temper? I don't know. He was pushing and pushing and it just... Oh, calm, calm. Sometimes customer can be tough. Just take breath. And make connection. When you can do that and not lose temper, then you will be ready to take over shop. I'm so sorry. I should never. Are you kidding? That was amazing! I finally saw the Mysteria! <laughs> it was inspiring. You were inspiring. No. Wait, we, we can't touch. Maybe we can. No. But can't we just prove it? Prove what? Let's see what happens. And if it's a disaster, then we'll know this would never work. But it actually could be a disaster. I could vaporize you. You you could extinguish me. And then... Let's, let's start small.
have to go. Wait, what? Where are you going? Back to my life at the shop, where I belong. I take over tomorrow. Whoa, 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 hold up. You don't want that. You said so yourself. It doesn't matter what I want. Of course it does. Listen, listen. You've got an opportunity to do something you want with your life. Want? Yeah, that may work in your rich kid follow your heart family, but getting to do what you want is a luxury and not for people like me. Why not? Just tell your father how you feel. This is too important. Maybe he'll agree. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Funny. And this whole time I thought you were so strong, but turns out you're just afraid. Don't you dare judge me. You don't know what it's like to have parents who gave up everything for you. I'm fire, Wade. I can't be anything more than that. It's what I am and what my family is. It's our way of life. I cannot throw all of that away just for you. I don't understand. And that alone is a reason this could never work. It's over, Wade. You know, I, I'm not really one for tearful goodbyes. Oh, wait! Oh, you big liar! <laughs> drip, drip, drip! Goes, Goes the, the baby, baby boy! boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you sure about this one? I'm sure. Dad, I'm sorry the internship is so far away. I mean, it's the best glass design company in the world, but who knows if it'll become a real job? I'll be back in a few months anyway, and it, it might not end up being uh, anything. Yeah, shh, shh, go. Start new life. Your mother and I will be here. Now with more time for hanky panky. Eh, shoots. Hey everyone, thanks for watching our show today. We just wanted to take some time to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Cat and Raven Design. They are a small queer owned business that specializes in LGBTQ plus pride soaps. They have great designs, some that even look good to eat, but don't. You can get 10% off your entire order if you use the code DSP or go to our link tree. Help support this great small business and help give back to a great community. All right, we back again. <laughs> we back. Uh, we back and we're live. Uh, and now I have the appropriate stuffed animals here. So, and they are not copy and pasted like the ones in the beginning will be. 
I have a feeling that that's not going to happen. I, I, I know you. That's not going to happen. We're back in one life. All right. Let's get started. <laughs> All right. So, like I said before, uh, we have a special guest on today, Izzy. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about you and um, the, the Accountable Otters Club that you run? Absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit about me and my background. Um, I'm a first gen um, person or you know, <laughs> citizen of the U.S., right? My my mom's from the Dominican Republic and my dad is from uh, the border of Texas and Mexico. Um, and so I grew up in a very strong Latin household yeah. with all of their strong values that comes with that. Um very heavy on the religion. Um, and yeah, I had a, an interesting childhood filled with emotional dysregulation and undiagnosed ADHD. Um, it was challenging, um, colorful, exciting, nerve wracking, overwhelming, all those things at once. Yeah. Um, my, uh, college experience was interesting too. I was one of those like uh, serial major changing changing people where um, I think I changed my major like seven different times and <laughs> I went to like four different universities. Okay. What do you know? <laughs> um, but I did eventually graduate. Um, I got my bachelor's in psychology and human development and family studies. And then went on to get my master's in industrial organizational psychology with a focus on diversity, okay. equity, inclusion. Um, and that's, I've had that for about, oh, I don't even know, 14 years now. So um, I, I do have the papers, <laughs> got the papers. <laughs> to, to, know, to know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, we, don't, we don't like no illegals and... on this show. This is all, we all legal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got papers. We... <laughs> Wrong word, wrong word. I know. Um, I used the wrong word. That's fine. No worries. Um, and I, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, you did you did give me a heads up. This is a uh, interesting show. So. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, and I um, had a really horrible out of neurodivergent burnout as a result mm -hmm. of the pandemic and having my family here all the time and mm -hmm. being a small business owner that completely changed my business model to survive. Mm -hmm. um, and I was teaching piano online at the time, which by the way, I also have a very bustling YouTube channel. I'm, I'm a YouTube piano teacher. Okay. Pretty popular. Um, all right. And, okay. uh, but that got to be a lot. Um, I was, I had almost 40 students privately and then teaching mm -hmm. thousands online. And it got to be too much, obviously. Yeah. Um, breakdown, burnout led me to my ADHD diagnosis in October of 2021. Yeah. And then being the ADHD brain that I, that, you know, that I am, I hyper-focused like crazy on learning what the heck I was dealing with. Mm -hmm. And then I created my page, right? Is he an ADHD? Uh, initially started as just a, um, a page that 
I was trying to learn who I was um, through teaching and, and educating people about the different things, aspects of ADHD. And it got popular, apparently. And now, like, people like me online. <laughs> Not like they didn't like me before, but now yeah. they like me for more reasons, okay. right? Um, piano version. And, ADHD version. Right? Yeah. If, you didn't, if you didn't like me for my piano, then you like me for my neurodivergent page, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or if you're extra special, you like me for both. <laughs> hey. Um and then, yeah, as a result of that, I wanted to start making some practical moves to equip people with um, community space and support to, um, ha you know, do burnout prevention and accountability and burnout recovery through the Accountable Otters Club. So all of that led me to creating this space um, where we center uh, community care and self-care. Um, through balanced um, planning and in, intentional planning of our days through something called romp and raft planning. So it's action days and rest days. We, we learn yeah. how to balance these things out, specifically designed for the neurodivergent brain. So uh, we're doing really good. We're doing great. Mm. And I'm excited that I have the space to be able to um, help people on a daily basis. Um, get get the things that they find important done. So, All right. there you go. Question, real quick. Yeah. The, the real the real question that everyone needs to know. Why is Tell it called? Me. Why did you name it after otters? So, um, that was through a hyper focus. Um, I I <laughs> of course I deep dived into learning about otters because <laughs> I wanted to know what the heck they like why did they like float on their backs and hold hands i was like mildly obsessed with that and i found through um learning about the biology of otters um that they that is called rafting right so that's called rafting they ha hold hands and they float and they allow each other to rest while the other is like oh. taking care of like being vigilant and, and stuff like that so to me it was like a metaphor of like community care where we're rafting together you take the time to rest for yourself while others are sort of um, making sure that you're in a good space um, I also am obsessed with acronyms so um, I know that's go. really random but I love okay. So this is your 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 smell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm on that lovely spectrum as well. Um, so as we okay, you can see I'm talking with my hands now. Um, That's right. So with the acronyms, raft. I took the acronym raft, and of course my my thinking space is um, really being um, excited right now. I'm firing. Do you think? Um, the acronym yeah. that I use for resting in our club is rafting, right? So you yeah. have the otters rafting and floating, but the acronym is um, reflection, assessment of your day. Um, how do you feel about the day and think about your next steps? So R-A-F-T. So that's what we do on those specific rest days. And then on the flip side, the action days, um, so well, otters, when they're on land, they do something called romping, right? And romping, you think it's like playful, whatever. I love a good romp now. Getting their, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're they're getting their things done, right? They find their food, they they play, they get their energy out, right? So that's another acronym that I call uh, for the romp as we classify our days in our club. <laughs> Here I go. Um, it's um, uh, regular, realistic opportunities for measurable, meaningful progress. Okay. R R O M M P R R O M M P. Right. So it's in a, another acronym, but yep. in our minds, we can classify whatever it is that you're working on. Make sure you keep it regular. You've got to be realistic. So thinking of the things like energy levels, right. And, and actual time you have to spend opportunities, making sure that you're creating opportunities to get those things done that need to be done. Measurable, you got to make it measurable or else it's not going to be, um, it's going to be hard to see how you're progressing. Meaningful, if you don't have a connection to your personal values, why are you going to have the motivation to do this anyway? And then progress, making sure that on your uh, measure, on your scale, are you progressing at a pace that you're happy with, right? So, and that can balance out and, and everything. So that's a very like colorful happy explanation of what we do in our club, but we classify our days, romp, wrath, then we work together to get those things done um, and, and balance it out in a way that's not going to burn you out. Yep. <laughs> so, I got it. That's what we do. So Spence, no, no, no. <laughs> Spence, I'm over here thinking like, this sounds good, the acronyms are all there, I like it. You know, for yeah. someone that can't spell like me, I don't know what the fuck you talked about the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Z in there. I can't hey, remember. <laughs> you know, I got rump. You know, so, you know that was it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> She's trying to spell things, and then I'm trying to like visualize the words, and then the words are just <laughs> dancing around, and I'm like, "Damn it, dyslexia! I hate you." <laughs> you got me again, dyslexia. <laughs> Damn you, Jesus! Can... <laughs> I'll show you. I'll show it to you after. I I'm have joking. a nice little little thing visual to look at i was so. good i was good with all of it but like some of it though my brain was like <laughs> how the hell you spell rest <laughs> <laughs> so you know right you know anytime someone comes on the podcast trying to spell i immediately take offense <laughs> <laughs> why are you trying to spell in front of me i don't get it yeah <laughs> well, the first time remember spent someone tried to say i think they were from like appalachia and i said spell appalachia yeah. <laughs> I can't even spell that. No, no, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. They said A P Lacia. It was very funny. All right, I'm I sorry. Just think to of Apple, 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 and then the name like Asia, oh. Apple Asia. Hey, thank you. <laughs> totally wrong, but I mean, that's hey, okay. You know what? Yeah, you said it. So, <laughs> uh, sorry to distract fans. Do your thing. No. Um, so when you were going through all of these different majors, you know, why did you want to pick like more mental health field? Um, I, I've been hyper-focusing on psychology for uh, years. Um, when I was naturally a skeptic growing up with, um, religion. And so I started looking outside of, religion for like really good understandings of like my, where I am in the universe and like what what where am I going to find fulfillment um so I learned I, I 
felt drawn to learning about the brain and human behavior, mm-hmm. um, just to give myself a chance to um, understand how things work um, mm-hmm. from a a place uh, based in science, but then also allows for the, uh, I guess the, um, the mystery still, there's still mystery in, in the human brain. And, um, so I, I, I really was drawn to that. Um, so I know that's a random answer. (laughs) No, you're good. Here's a, here's a fun one. A peanut gallery comment. Uh, have you, you don't have to answer this fully, but have you ever had therapy before or no? Yes, I oh, have. look at that. You know, yeah. I'm so, you know, that's crazy because, you know, it's psychology is all fake people and it's only made for white people. <laughs> I have had therapy. <laughs> the the only uh, the first two therapists I had were um, white yeah. and I felt like did not really understand my experience. They're not the best. Um, my most recent therapist, um, I found on Latinx therapy, um, and I specifically mm-hmm. asked for a um, Latina therapist that yep. understood the first gen experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I could not find a therapist that was Latinx with the uh, immigrant experience, I opened my circle one more time to any therapist that of color who has a background in yep. understanding the immigrant experience. So those were my, my parameters in finding a therapist. And that has helped a lot because the, the things that I deal with and the things that I'm processing, they understand at, in a much deeper level. So, yeah, yeah. we don't even have so. to, you don't even have to say stuff. I'm like, Hey man, I get it. You don't even have to like, be like, well, you might not No, I like, I get it kid. Uh, right. Or the therapist will be, they'll be able to validate stuff without you even having to say stuff, uh, which is like, cool. Cause you're like, Oh, you already understand me. So like, I'm like three steps ahead of the person. So they don't think that I right. think that they're crazy. I'll say a few things and they immediately start to regulate and be like, Oh, okay. This is cool. Like this person actually sees me. And what do we know with mm-hmm. a lot of folks of color and therapy, we want to be seen and heard and everyone's like good at validating, but certain people aren't good at seeing you in therapy. Um, right. Especially if you're autistic on the spectrum, neurodivergent, uh, it's hard to be understood by folks that are not outside the box with you. Everyone's in this box. And so mm-hmm. they go by these textbooks and textbooks are awesome, but it's the foundation. It's not necessarily like everything. Uh, right. A lot of these lived experiences mean a lot and they don't teach you that when you go into these master's programs, they actually teach yeah. you to throw all that stuff away and then go straight by the book, which is, not appropriate for everyone, mm-hmm. uh, especially with mar- right. marginalized identities. Not appropriate. Um, yeah. Thank you for speaking on that. I wanted to be clear on that because uh, if you did, because that'll lessen the stigma for folks of color. Mm-hmm. And uh, what you said about selecting someone with those experiences, people don't know that you can do that. Like on the, all these websites, you can like mm-hmm. highlight what you want um, and it can be wonderful. Uh, and maybe that person's still not good, but the statistical chance of them being understanding of you and empathetic and caring and like knowing what you're going through increases compared right. to other bodies that you're just taking a chance on. Um, right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, 
speaking up. So I think I think we should probably get into a little yeah. bit more of elemental. And since you were talking about the first gen experience, um is is that like the reason why you picked this movie or did you kind of see your also yourself a little bit more um in ember but then maybe you also saw yourself in wade too um was it's that a wade like, vibe. yeah a little, a little yeah wade, wade in there yeah the okay yeah so the the reason why i chose elemental um it was twofold mm-hmm. um i i saw myself fully in Ember and her experience, um, just understanding, you know, how her parents arrived in the country and completely were discriminated from the moment they stepped off of that ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, even when um, her parents told the recorder their name, he's like, uh, let me just write Bernie. <laughs> it's like, you know, from the moment they got there, they were already being like forced into assimilating. Right. Yep. Um, and you know, that, that really spoke to me. Um, and you know, the experiences that I could relate to in my own family, I know that, my grandfather, when he arrived from the Dominican Republic, um, he had been a practicing doctor in the DR for a few years and he came to New York and they made him take all of his exams again. Uh, and, and, in you know, he was perfectly bilingual, but he had a very thick accent. So yeah. the first few times that he had to present these things it wasn't as convincing because his english wasn't as strong um, as they wanted so they would fail him and and he's like i have to provide for my family and you know it's just like from the moment he got here they were already just like discriminating against him um and you know it it was just some an experience that um you know seeing ember in the film I could very much relate to, to that. Um, also the preservation of like cultural practices and things like that, um, that, you know, you, you want to continue doing, you know, with how they're protecting their fire and like, you know, keeping it uh, safe. Um, a lot of these, uh, cultural practices and rituals and things like that, that you would do in your own families, uh, it would make you, nervous because you don't know how that would be perceived by others around you, like in your neighborhood or at school and, you know, going into things like food, like anytime I would take food to school that was cultural, it would be like, I would get made fun of and, you know, my parents would be ashamed because I wouldn't eat um, I would bring it home and then they would reprimand me. So instead of that, then I would just throw it away. Right. Yep. I would just end up not eating. Right. Cause I would be embarrassed. Um, yeah. So that opens up a whole nother thing with, with, um, issues with food, but I won't get into that. But then you mentioned the things with, um, with Wade, mm-hmm. you know, I really could relate to, Wade in that he was very outwardly emotional and unafraid to express himself emotionally. Um, 
I found that personally, I am a crier. I'm a crier all the time <laughs> with anything. It could be when I'm even remotely nervous about something, I will cry. Um, those few scenes that we saw, I was like already like, I saw, yeah. like I had my, yeah. my, you could see it in my face. Like it doesn't take much. Mm. I can put on a, uh, the, 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 the worst for me is like when I'm driving in the car and I'm listening to like, I'm very, um, my deep special interest is like classical music, romantic oh, okay. music, like all from the, like time time periods from long time ago baroque anything like that if it's in the key of e flat major i will lose it lose it right um been uh, there yeah any sort of chopin nocturne i will lose it (laughs) the waldstein sonata yes beethoven i will lose it i i just um i'm very much outwardly um expressive when it comes to those emotions i didn't necessarily have the names for those emotions yeah but i would let it out right right this was all very confusing for my immigrant parents because they were like what's wrong with you (laughs) like why are you crying like this is you know the person just said they didn't want to do something but why are you like crying about it and that would be a teenager and still crying you know and into my 20s and still crying and here i am 37 still crying it's it's one of those things you know so i really felt connected to wade as a character in the film in that sense um so so yeah that's that's kind of where where that came from Uh, yeah Spence, you see me cry a shit ton of times, boy. I mean, me and Spence, anytime we have like a good moment or like just a chill moment, I'll start reflecting. And Spence's like, ah, oh, here we go. Uh, another, <laughs> another tear. He like, you need you need five minutes, you Nancy. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, let me cry. Calm down. Never said you never called you Nancy. <laughs> I know. Betsy is your name. <laughs> oh, Betty. I like Betty. Um, Betty and Bobby. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> those will be our stage names. Uh, I was just recently talking to a student. Uh, and I said, yeah, I guess this new word they call a lot of folks on the spectrum was like highly sensitive. They're like, they're highly sensitive individuals. I'm like, is this the new Asperger's? Like, what is this? It's um, a code. It's a code. <laughs> I know. It's a code for autistic or on the spectrum. I know. I, I, my parents looked into different sorts of books and things like that. Even I could probably go on my mom's bookshelf today and find like these old books on the, it was like left-hander syndrome. All the left-handers are all so emotional. No, they're on the spectrum. No, like, they're stop. just part of the devil. <laughs> no, oh. it's like uh, HSP, highly sensitive person. Yeah. Empaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I was talking to my kid because I got a bunch of students and a cu- couple of them like identical in almost every way, man, like every way. I eventually got them to sign some releases and had them like meet each other in person because they were like the same person, same name and everything. It was hilarious. I'm like, y'all need to meet. Um, <laughs> what was wild is like I didn't realize that one was on a spectrum until like two years later when I already knew the one was. 
I don't know why I didn't see the other yeah. ones being on the spectrum. So, so even someone even like me can miss it. And I guess I'm bringing this up yeah. because, uh, you know, they were crying. And I said, yeah, some folks are just highly sensitive, man. It's just a thing. And uh, even when I'm sharing a story, I'm sharing a story about me going to the movie theater for, I think it was either Thanksgiving or Christmas. And it was with my mom. My brothers wanted to go watch this movie called Next Day Air, a comedy. Um, Spence, you might remember that movie back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, from Scrubs. Yes. And so I decided, I said, hey, I want to watch this soloist with Jamie Foxx because I love Jamie Foxx. And, you know, everyone hated on me, shit on me about that. Mom went with me because she felt bad. And I was like, hey, I'll just go see yeah. it by myself. I'm sobbing the entire movie. Yeah. And mom looks so at me. <laughs> she looks at me and she goes, what's wrong with you? And then I was like, I don't fucking know. And I just start crying more. Uh, you know, I was thinking about things. The music made me cry. The relationship made me cry. The love. Like this mentor trying to help the dad, which is me being all fucked up and my dad. I was thinking about my brother being him as well. Um, it's a lot of different emotions. And then the music was so beautiful. Uh, yeah. And I left there and I was like, this is some bullshit. Why, why would she say, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, well, why do I get demonized for being like sensitive or having emotions, but everyone else can be violent and angry and it's acceptable. Um, again, immigrant families or Latin families, uh, you know, families of color, right? That's, that's acceptable to be angry, to be masculine, to be dominant. And a lot of folks will get slapped with like bipolar or borderline disorder because yeah. they can't regulate their emotions. Well, if we're being real, we never were taught to. And the currency is dominance. God forbid. So thankfully I was, God forbid you cry. Thankfully I was always a big boy at six two, like 300 pounds. And so if I cry, people are still terrified. If you cry, then people may bully you and mess with you. When you start bullying and mess with me, like people know I'm crazy. So I'm going to come at you. Right. I just saw the Michigan football coach, Spence, maybe you just saw it. The assistant coach. Did you see him crying? Yeah. Yeah. He was crying at the end of, cause they won the game and he was shouting out Harbaugh. So. And I've been in that situation mm -hmm. where there was some drama going on on the team and our, our coach got kicked out for like multiple mm -hmm. games suspended. This other guy took over, started shitting all over our coach. We won the game and he's like, you guys don't need that other coach. You got me. I lost my shit. I started full on crying and cussing this guy out for being derogatory towards the man I loved. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I remember the same thing. Whenever you start saying, I fucking love that guy fucking love that man those certain words with that raspiness in your voice i'm like this dude had a full-on autistic meltdown yeah. not saying that he was but i loved it as a coach my dad's like are you watching this mm -hmm. people were making fun of him i thought it was awesome my dad said john harbaugh that assistant coach john harbaugh he's like that guy will die for you um mm -hmm. when you show that much of emotion back on track mm -hmm. uh you definitely have some weight in you just because, like, the joy and, like, bubbliness that you give off. So maybe you were, like, her before. And then, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if your partner's got, like, a bunch of weight and that kind of mellowed you out as well, too. I, I don't know what the vibe is over there. Yeah. My my husband was actually, he suggested that we watch Elemental. And he, when he saw it, he's not one that's, like, a crier. Yeah. But he actually cried in this film he said it reminded him so much of our relationship 
Um, so he's definitely a Wade. Um, but he also um, comes, he's a first gen also. Right. His parents, his dad came from Cambodia and his mom from Germany. Oh, yeah. Um, so I joke and I say he's Jabodian. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, man, let me get two of them Jabodians. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he very much saw our relationship in this in this film. Um because yeah, when we first got together, I mean, well, I'm not gonna say I've lost my fire. I'm totally still have my fire. Um, but it's a lot um he is the uh he the steam is very much like around when we're together. Like he balances me out. It's like a really healthy steam room, right? Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, I'll just I'll just say that we we hey. do a good job of balancing each other. So it's steamy in there. Yeah. That's it's a nice household. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, your fire and your water. You know. <laughs> oh Jesus, um, Spence. Mm. I don't know how you experience some things uh, like when you get into these real good, cause there's a bunch, there's a good love scene that obviously is one of the clips. Do both mm -hmm. of you experience kind of like that anxiety of taking that chance on that person? Or did you experience it? Or were you like, Oh, I'm going all in on this person. Or was there the hesitancy and, or did you feel that change that chemistry afterwards? Well, I would have to say for me, um, I I don't feel like any like ang I don't have like really any anxiety, especially when I got with Dom, um, because uh, it's something you like you kind of know instantly. And also it's, you know, being that I am myself biracial, you know, having um, black father, white mom, um, I don't have to. I don't really have to worry about, uh, from at least for myself, um, worrying about, you know, what people are going to say because I'm already in that. Um, and since I already have that, um, that experience with, you know, growing um, up. yeah, growing up, it's already, it's already ingrained in me that it's like, oh, I don't really give a fuck <laughs> what other people are going to say about that. Um, but then also, um, you know, I, it's that is more probably a question for like my mom and my dad, especially since, you know, being in Minnesota, um, people want to yeah. think like, you know, just because you're in Minnesota, there's no like racism. Obviously, there is. Um, and obviously, with George Floyd stuff that came out even more. Um, but yeah, I mean, when my sister was born, she has like really, really curly hair. And um, people would want to like touch it and you know mm -hmm. do that whole thing um and then they would also look at her differently because she you know has a lot more of the black characteristics um than i did um having the curly hair a little bit more um like olive kind of skin tone um and stuff like that and you know see her and my my dad together um with you know this kid it's um it's 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 a way different experience than what I'm experiencing, and also you know, you know, 2023, it's a little bit better of a time where people are actually accepting like the interracial like marriages and things like that yeah. on a way better scale than they did, um, especially when my you know parents were together. So there's that, but at the same time, I don't really think about that stuff when other people are thinking about. It. I just think That's about smart. if I'm happy and she's happy, then we're good. So were, were you anxious when you were? Uh... 
just in general about loving uh, loving Dom or like because I remember there's a funny story with Dom. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. She's actually here now. So I oh, get yeah? to tell this story while she's right here. Can you? On the pod. you so we already got consent because so, it's already been on the pod. So Spencer, I want you to talk yeah. about this, and Izzy, and we're gonna give I it tell to you. all her friends anyways, and I laugh about it. So it is what it is. So story time with Spencer. Um, I for me, I want her to to grow <laughs> as a person, right? And so I felt that her saying. I love you first was a big step because she's very anxious, you know, gets very, you know, sweaty. He, like you ever seen Nick Miller on new girl where the back gets very sweaty. That's her. And so she's freaking out right now. Um, and so, <laughs> and so me and her, we were just, we were sitting in bed and then she goes, I have something to say to you. All right. I have something to say. It's going to take a minute, but I just wanted to say that I, <laughs> she, she gagged that she screamed. Oh <laughs> just like that. Not even, I'm not even being overdramatic. She literally did that. Um, and then she, and she's like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. Like it was this whole <laughs> thing where she's freaking out. And I'm just like, yeah, I love you too. And it was easy. It was a simple moment. Right. And so, um, she could probably talk to him more about the anxiety <laughs> more than I can. Cause I was, and that's the thing. Like, I really wanted her to say it because I felt like uh, for her, it was a very, you know, it was a very good thing for her to kind of grow and learn and just, you know, her to be the first one to say it instead of just relying on me to be the first one to say it. Because, you know, I think it means like, I love you means so much more, especially in her eyes. Like I love her. I love her a lot, but I think I love you means a lot more um, to her. Yeah. And especially since, you know, she's an emotional person. So I think like that really, you know, helped along with it. So it's a highly and also sensitive she did person. relate to Izzy. She relate as, as Izzy was saying, like, yeah, I cried everything. She was just like, so do I. <laughs> yes. Highly sensitive person, Dom is highly sensitive person. Jesus. She, did she just say too Jesus? Sensitive. She said too sensitive. Too sensitive. Jesus. Yeah, she she's autistic as shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I love I you, it. She said it seems to be so. so. It seems yeah. to be so. Um, Izzy, was that with you at all when you were finding your partner and you're like, this the one? Mm. Or was it weird? Because I have a lot of folks that are real hesitant into getting in relationships and it brings a lot of anxiety, a lot of excitement, a lot of anxiety. And so I just wondered for you, well, how, how was it, right? Because you grew up with that family, that dynamic. How did you relate to that? Yeah. Um. It was definitely full of anxiety um, because I had like, you know, a string of horrible relationships and terrible mm -hmm. experiences and, and, you know, being an undiagnosed, ner you know, neurodivergent person um, and not really understanding like what relationships really were yeah. like. I was, I was doing a lot of like, um, uh, mimicry. 
and mirroring what I was seeing, yep. um, but not really understanding what, what I was doing. And with my, when, when I met my husband, we, we met on like your good old fashioned match.com. Okay. Um, yeah. And I created a profile. Um, my best friend at the time had bought me like a six month subscription to it just because she felt horrible. I had just moved back from Mexico and I was going through a breakup and she's like, you're moving to Houston. You don't know anybody in Houston. Why don't you create a profile? So I did. And then it was like the first time that I really like put my truth on yeah. a profile, <laughs> you know, explaining yeah, I'm like a perfectly imperfect person. I'm very culturally um, connected to my family and I'm not really religious, but you know, et cetera, et cetera. I just laid it all out there, honest. And um, he w was also on match.com, but on one of those like three day trials, Yeah, <laughs> you know how they give you like three days yeah. to like go through and like, you know, it's not even on an, on an app. It's like on the computer, right? Like, cause this is like in 2008. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he sent me a first message and it was so funny. Okay. So funny. Uh, the first message he sent me, um, said hi with a question mark. It's like, hi. <laughs> and that was it. That was all he sent me. And I was like, what is this? So I clicked on his profile and I could not for the life of me figure out what what cultural background he had because he was just like very, you know, ambiguous. So yeah. I was like, that's interesting. And then I he talked about being a designer, a graphic designer, and you know, nerdy, lots of references of stuff that I was like, okay, I think I could probably talk to this guy. And so, yeah, so that sort of sparked the initial conversation. You could tell he was also extremely nervous mm -hmm. and I was extremely nervous. So yeah. I found comfort in knowing that we shared the same sentiments at the beginning, like, because I was worried I was just going to ruin the whole thing because that's what I've always done. I've ruined it. And he was <laughs> nervous of just about like, well, why even take a chance on a person that's probably going to reject me anyway? Yep. So it's like, we slowly, slowly started um, talking and, and, you know, easing into meeting. And, you know, I think we had our, our email thread ended up being something like 30 emails long. And then from the emails, we went to talking on the phone because that's what people do did Ooh. back then right yeah. talking on the phone Dirty girl. and then we ended up talking <laughs> talking on the phone for two three hours every time we would talk and then we finally met in person and that was like a big deal he pulled up in his like really i don't know 25 year old honda accord with chipping paint and and I felt like a catfish because in my photos, I had really long, pretty hair. And then I had a pixie cut when he met me. <laughs> and I was like, so I chopped all my hair off. I swear it was me. I swear. <laughs> it was just really funny, but it was awkward and funny and memorable and really just like 
endearing. Awesome. We were both nervous AF and sweaty palms, the whole thing. It was like perfect. Honestly, it was perfect. <laughs> I said a really ridiculous joke about like, we went to get pizza or something and you know, on the menu it has like calzones, mm. but I was like, I started giggling and he's like, why are you laughing? Because we're ordering our pizza, or whatever. I said, this is calzones, but I'm thinking of calzones because calzones in Spanish is underwear. Yeah. So I was like, all I can think about is underwear on this menu. And he's like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> hey, we can make that happen now. <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> got a pair of Hanes with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> they got some stains, though. <laughs> <laughs> so back back to your your question yes we were both very anxiety ridden nervous but just finding comfort in knowing that i wasn't alone in that like we were yeah. both very anxious so i love the adhd in that because that happens to me all the time i'll be in the middle of therapy and i'll think of like a random thing and they'll be like yeah I'll be like, hey, I got to pause real quick. And the students just look at me while they're crying. Turtles. And then I can continue what I was saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, the consoles, I'm like, underwear? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, that's like, oh, yeah. Jesus, how I mean, embarrassing is he? It worked. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Apparently my, 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 my quirky strangeness was endearing enough for him to want to continue pursuing yep. <laughs> i was, was just as weird as he was <laughs> yep yeah when oh. spence was pointing to his partner because she's like the same version of you it's nice yeah. to meet the latina version of dom <laughs> yeah. yeah she's caribbean so she yeah awkward uh yeah. so <laughs> but yeah she's the exact same way she's just like i don't want to screw this up i don't want to we've been together three years she's still like i don't want to screw this up <laughs> just like <laughs> we were doing yoga together at here because they both came here to visit yep. we were doing yoga i'm like girl you need to calm down she's like what you talking about spence ain't going nowhere <laughs> i know Spence, you're gonna be the one to leave him she's like why would i leave him i'm like girl just get it out of your head like have confidence. Exactly the point. It's no leaving here. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like okay. the man. The man loves you. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Almost threw up saying it. Yes. Uh, um. <laughs> and so, so FY. That was the very anxious talk, and then he he meets a few anxious things too. He as soon as he said graphic designer Spence, I was like, that's one. Then she said mm -hmm. he was nerdy. I was like, that's two. And you know, maybe yeah. I was like, he might have the tism. He might. Tism I'm not gonna diagnose him right connector. now. Yeah, uh, I'm joking. Anyone that's nerdy, and you said there were some special interests or like certain references that he was saying. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be a thing. Uh, all right. Where was I gonna go? I was gonna. I had a question in here somewhere. That was a wonderful story. I was actually anxious listening to your story. Oh, there it is. Um, oh my God. So Izzy's, I don't think I've told anyone this on the pod yet. You're, you're the version of my favorite clients. Uh, whenever they got like your personality, 
the bubbliness, the anxiety. So then they got like the funny anxiety laughs, right? But then they're also like highly emotional as well too. And so if I change my voice, then I know it's going to make them tank. And then I also know if I need to get away from them tanking, then I'll just change directions real quick and go turtle. And then they'll be like, oh, turtle. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) your version is probably like 10% of my caseload. Uh, and they're all wonderful, special humans that I, uh, I'm not supposed to say this, but in platonically just love them to death as humans. They're just fucking awesome humans. Uh, and I got a couple of them that are like mentoring other humans now. Uh, so I'm like, this is how you do it. And they, they always come in like you as well. Like where they kind of feel shitty about this or that, or I'm not good at this or that. A lot of schools, differences changing. You said something about eating issues, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of things. Yeah. And, uh, and now they're mentoring other kids, and other kids are listening to them. And I said, I told you you was going to save lives, didn't I? Didn't I? I told yeah. you two years ago you were going to save lives. And look at you now. I heard one of them say some stuff the other day. That was awesome, how they articulated something to help someone out. After they stopped talking, I would just look at them. They looked at me. I said, damn, kid. I said, I almost cried just listening to you. She said, shut up. and then she almost cried in front of everyone else it was intense um all right oh yeah i knew spence that's when i invited izzy i was like this is gonna be good (laughs) i like i like izzy (laughs) i I like like you too (laughs) well you know what i hate spence so it equals out (laughs) no love all hate (laughs) yep Only love I get is from someone who almost threw up saying it. So, you know. True. The whole time when you were talking about otters, like resting and stuff like that, I literally just pictured myself with my big hairy tummy just sticking out, laying on my back on the water, and Spencer just rubbing it as I floated down the water. Calm down, bro. What the? F- what is that? Hey, she said they were holding hands. Why can't you just give me a little rub? I know. Like, Dom's mouth is agape because she's like, what the fuck? Hey, you know. If you need a little beep boop on your belly button, I got you. <laughs> As we float down the river. Let's just, let's not be otters. Let's just okay. be. Well, <laughs> I had to Google what an otter was, FYI, folks, because I was getting that and a badger mixed together. Uh, <laughs> a badger. <laughs> Badgers are pretty violent, I think. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Them's. Them's the Mexican otters. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Them's the Mexican otters. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Well, we just got canceled by otters. <laughs> no, the otter community. <laughs> the Otter Society of America has canceled it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, this scene. Uh, the scene where... She's like falling in love and they take that chance. She's like holding hands and all that. Um, it's, it's a tough place to be. If you got relationship issues, anxiety issues, trauma issues, family issues, like abuse, mental, physical, sexual, emotional, any of those different things. Picking partners is tough. You have a bunch of shitty ones. Like I tell my students, sometimes you got to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one boy, I said that too. He's like, Prince, just go with it, man. Just, just hear me out. <laughs> go with the metaphor. Um, so this scene, I forgot. 
on how she has like that montage of her dad in the back of her head. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we'll shift here is letting down family. You know, it's the tough. The weight it, of obligations. <laughs> the weight of obligation, you know, of different things or who you were supposed to be. Sometimes you see this even with like if you're a queer individual, trans individual, uh, if you're going into an interracial couple or, or if, let's say if they're not religious and you are, all right, you're Catholic and they're Christian, right? You, you could be, you know, Muslim and they're Catholic. Like family members, go, some, some of them go through grief uh, and they go through a lot of anger and all that. You talked about, Izzy, how she doesn't know how this family is going to act. And mm-hmm. maybe they're going to act really good and affirming and maybe it's going to be awesome. But also, what if, what if they don't? Yeah. And she pretty much goes to break up with him and breaks up with him in the moment because of, you know, all that family stuff, which is super sad. People be like, oh, that's just the movies. No, that shit happens. Yeah. Uh, that shit happens. I recently had a human that, that did that. That did that. And they said, the family said, nope. And so the kiddo said, I got to break up with you because my family said no. And other yeah. folks in the room might have heard that and they were like, oh, that's stupid. You should just chase your love, this and that. And I looked at the kid. Hey, man, you judging everyone else for saying that? Why all these other folks that aren't immigrants, right? And he said, yep. They got, I said, you probably thinking they got no respect for their family, don't you? Yep. I said, do you wish, though, that you could have been with that person, not let them go? He said, yep. And then everyone nodded their head in, like, validation. Obviously, they agreed that he had to do what he had to do, even though he didn't want it to happen. Uh, And it's a tough place to be. And, And this destroys doesn't matter what gender you are destroys people um so that i've never really thought about it too hard other than my clients and then you see it in the movie here and i was like fuck Mm -hmm. i don't know how that will look for our followers uh izzy maybe if they got like mental health issues and like their family's like hey they're not stable or hey their job isn't nice. Maybe there's something like creative or like teaching. I know a lot of folks on the spectrum going to teaching, a lot of them going to creative things, art. Maybe it's music. Maybe like, hey, I want you to date someone, marry someone that's, you know, doctor, lawyer, uh, engineer. It just sucks that sometimes our culture, our history, our family can really change the direction where we're going to go in life. Um, so I don't know if you dealt with that. Is that something that you dealt with? Because uh, you picked that scene. I'm not sure if you were going to go towards that part of the scene. Is that something that you had to deal with at all, right, when you were picking a human or, like, just in life when it comes to jobs? Because we're going to transition into the last scene, which was that very end, like, do what you want to do, honey. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you actually got teared up. Yeah. the Yeah. That, that part really gets me every time. Um yeah, you know, I I dealt with that growing up. Um, just the the constant feelings of like I'm not ever going to measure up for what my parents or my family has um, set for me. Or you know, they they endured so much sacrifice to come to this country. Like, why am I going to throw it away on a liberal arts degree for flu performance? Flu performance. <laughs> Yeah, it was flute performance, and then it went to vocal performance, but then I, my specialization was early music opera, which you have to wait for somebody to die to ever have, like, a chance <laughs> to stop, like, 
you know, eating tuna for the rest of your life. Like that was literally the things, right? Like, oh, are you going to just eat tuna for the rest of your life? Probably. And, and, you know, never make myself, that's how it is. That's how it is. Right. Those are the things that, that, that you're fed. Right. It's like, why don't you choose an engineering degree or a STEM something or another. And I'm like, well, because one, I suck at math. <laughs> I can count to eight because that's all I need for music. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, like it's, it just was never a thing for me. So uh, there was always this constant pressure. Right. Um, so I, I can completely relate to that montage that Ember has when she's like, seeing the possibilities of what her life could be with someone like Wade and then like having that constant flashback of her father and like the shop and he's doing this for me. He's sacrificed so much and he's sick. Why am I going to throw this away? Right. Um, so yeah, it really does, um, show up, um, in, you know, in an indirect way in, in my own experiences. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of first gen can relate to, mm-hmm. um, you know, no matter the, the racial or ethnic background. I mean, you look at several um, instances of uh, Latin immigrants, um, the uh, S- South Indian immigrants. I mean, there, there's so much pressure, um, immigrants from China, Southeast Asia, it's it's so much pressure. Nigerian, right? There's tons. I think there's so much pressure for for those those kids, those first gen kids. I say kids, but we're all adults now. Um, that like you know what your family has endured to to bring you those opportunities, and you don't want to squander it. Um, so it's it's like a the the idea of even entertaining a different path is like just ludicrous like you wouldn't even yeah. want to entertain it because you know that or you, at least you have the feeling that it's ultimately just going to be shut down anyway yep so why even pursue it so it's a me a spencer and i'm here to talk about our longtime collaborator cure hydration Cure is a premium hydrating electrolyte drink mix made with organic coconut water and pink Himalayan salt with no sugar added. It contains four times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. My go-to flavor is grapefruit, but if you're not into that, you can go and get their variety pack with eight different flavors to sample. Go to curehydration.com or go to our link tree and use the code DSP20 to get 20% off your entire order today. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a special shout out to our collaborator, Two Nerds Candle Company. Not only do they have great products, but they are also giving back to a great cause. You can tell that they take a lot of pride in making their candles. My favorite is Spock's Monday Coffee. They are also donating 10% annually to support women in STEM, which stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. You can use our code DSP or go to our link tree to get 20% off your entire order. We think that this company is great and we think you will too. So go check them out. 
I don't know if that answered your question. No, but. it did. <laughs> Spence, I was okay. thinking of the uh, the dragon from uh, Mulan. Dishonor, right. dishonor on your on your on your family. Dishonor on you. <laughs> dishonor on your cow. <laughs> Which was a horse. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, it's a thing, man. I hear the dog. <laughs> yeah, and she's scratching. It's because my my husband just pulled up. The kids are gonna be coming in here in a little bit. So. Okay, no problem. No problem. So they just come yeah. in. I hate my mom. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably gonna be like, ah, I'm hungry. Probably. <laughs> So if we got to pause it, he just, yeah, he just texted me and said, like, what time do you finish? And I said, soon. Well, I'll, I'll say <laughs> yeah, fairly yeah. soon, but fairly soon, yeah. you know, he um, wants to be respectful. He doesn't want to interrupt. So yep, yep, yep. Yeah. The, it's a lot for a lot of my international students at the college level, um, to go against what family did. It, it It's tough. Economics is a big thing. Economics for a lot of my students that are here still in the States and that are just like white students. Parents provide a lot if it's sports related, you know, parents provide a lot for sports and travel to get them these big scholarships. And so they can't quit their sport. Otherwise, they're giving up on what their parents wanted them to do. Uh, it could lead to a lot of identity loss, a lot of depression, a lot of sadness, sometimes suicidality. Because yeah. um, yeah. to go back home and to face that shame is something that you don't want to do. Most of the time, people don't tell people when they're anxious or depressed because they don't want to burden their parents. My parents will freak out. I can't tell them. Uh, and I've had it where they do tell the parents and they'll be like, hey, so this is probably going to be the person that I marry. Are you going to come to the wedding? And I've had it where the parents are like, no, um, because, you know, they're, it's a gay marriage. Uh, no, because it's different mm -hmm. race. No, because it's different. It's tough. And so they look at yeah. me and I can't therapize that. We just got to be like, it yeah. sucks. Uh, I usually tell them, hey, kid, I'll go if you want me to. Um, it's tough. So I'm glad that that was one of the clips that we used. Uh, the last scene. Maybe Spence was seeing it, too. I don't know. Obviously, right, you got you did one of these. And I was like, yeah. I thought I thought you were I didn't know if you were crying or she was talking about I was crying. And I was and then I yeah. saw I was like, no, she crying. Yeah. Yeah. Issues and everything. Yeah, what was that, going on that there? scene always that scene always gets me. Um, it's mainly because earlier in the film, with the backstory of the father when he had to originally leave his homeland, yep. um, he left without the blessing of his own father. So he had like this trauma um, from leave you know leaving his own country and and going to a new country and not ever having the blessing of his of his family to do that but he ultimately did it for the survival of his wife and his child right yeah. like their homeland was ravaged by storms and natural disaster and you know we find this um also in like you know the the immigration story of my mom and her family is similar. They, they escaped the DR during the Trujillo uh, dictatorship. So it was um, more of a forcible uh, um, uh, migration to New York. 
because of the dangers, the political climate and the disappearing of uncles and uh, being yeah. thrown in jail. It's very much like um, just some very horrible things. The, the, the killing of, you know, anybody uh, that would go against Trujillo. Um, and this was in like 1960s or no, 19... 19- uh, 40s and 50s, um, they left in the 60s, yeah. um, or at least. Uh, so that was, uh, it, it wasn't really a uh, migration by choice. It was by force. Um, she wouldn't necessarily call herself a refugee, but by definitions, they were refugees. Yeah. They left because of a, a difficult um, situation. So I don't know if there was a, a blessing or anything that, happened um at that point in time but the the situation didn't necessarily allow for like okay like bringing everybody and and being safe together they ha- actually had to come in waves my grandmother came with my mom and her little sister toddlers uh, and my mom was seven um, and then over time, uh, then my grandfather had finally came, but he had to obviously take care of um, family members that were left behind um, and make sure that things were still okay. But how this relates back to the film Mm. and seeing the connection at the, uh, that final scene with uh, Bernie, the father, accepting um the transition that change that ember was making in her life she felt before she could you know go off into the sunset with her own career and her own aspirations that there was there had to be closure in the honoring of that experience with her father and all the sacrifices that they made to bring her to that country. So she took it upon herself to do the, the prostrating bow as a signal to her parents that, you know, she is doing this with them centered, right. Her culture being centered and then, um, you know, a, a prostrating bow is, is you're, you're extremely vulnerable, right? You're, you're opening yourself up to, to, you know, uh, attacks or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's a very vulnerable, um, physical state. So for her to do this to him, it's signaling to him, like, I'm doing this um, not only for my own reasons, but because of what you've done and, and respecting and honoring the journey that brought, brought them to that moment. So him being able to see that and him also reciprocating, receiving it, and then doing his own prostrating bow to accept her own, um, you know, this, this gift that she's been given. Um, it just, it's a moment where 
everything comes together, right? It's all come full circle. That trauma that he experienced leaving his country and not yep. receiving that is now full circle with his own daughter. And it's the preservation of the culture. It's the honoring um, the different um, moments of time where, you know, the journey has been very bumpy, very, very bumpy and, and terrifying and traumatic up until that particular point. Um, but even with that, she is still doing it, honoring their, their journey, um, as a whole. So I, I find that to be very, um, emotionally charging for me, um, because, you know, she's not rejecting her parents. She's not rejecting her culture. She's not rejecting her background and moving on with her life she takes that time to show um, that she's only able to do these things with the support of her family and the sacrifices that they've made. So, I would, so that's what I think. I would, assume, yeah. uh, I would assume you had that type of vibe and that's what happened with you and Pops or you and Mom? Um, not necessarily. Okay. Um, I I sort of... You know, my journey as far as my career and things, it the the bar for myself, um, I feel like through my own struggles um, with mental health and like my college, very colorful college career, um, the bar was lowered dramatically multiple times with every turn and with okay. every transition that I went through. So just to have me graduate, I think was a, and I was an honor student, like, you know, through all of these things, yeah. but just to get to the graduation, I think was the finish line. And then the next phase was when I found, you know, my lifelong relationship um, I was blessed enough to, um, have not any sort of like difficult, um, issues with acceptance because, you know, I was marrying outside of my race. I was marrying outside of my culture. Yeah. Um, and, and that was something different for them too. Um, but it all has come full circle um, for my family too, in that, you know, now we're what, almost, let's see, 16 years into this. 16 where, years. Like, married for almost 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. How, you said you're 37. You don't look a day old 21. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. It's, it's my, uh, uh, what is it? Latina doesn't patina. Is that what it's called? <laughs> 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 I heard that on a on a TikTok or something. There you go, <laughs> TikTok. Like, That's funny. Educating um, the youth. But anyway, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, my okay. Uh, so we, you know, I, I went went ahead and the experience in the film. I feel um, I didn't have a direct um, experience too, yeah. but it was very meaningful in that you know, now as a 
you know, mom of two and uh, in a bicultural, uh, multiracial relationship, it, it just meant quite a bit. So yep. it was just very meaningful for me. Awesome. So. Uh, spent, I'm going to spit some stories real quick, Spence, and then we can get out. Um, okay. You know, Pops grew up in the store, immigrant family. They gave, they gave us the names based on how they sounded phonetically. That's why my name is spelled wrong, named after my grandfather immigrated here in 1940 from on Ellis Island. Uh, so they was working in the store, and my dad dropped out of, uh, well, like eighth, ninth grade to help him in the store because dad needed the help, getting sick. Um, and, and he was always in there working, 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 grinding, grinding, grinding. That's what he did. My mom's side of the family also had a store. They were in there working, most of the kids, but they pushed her to get a degree. So she was like the one of the golden child children. And I didn't find out until after she passed away that a lot of people hated her because they had to stay working and grinding, and then they put all the money into her. Didn't know that. Uh, didn't. That's why there was a lot of bad feelings that I always get from all the aunties. Didn't know that. But back to Pop. So he was always in the store, and if things wouldn't have been different, if they, you know, he wouldn't have gone to prison, I probably would have grew up in the store as well. Stores. Um I think my father would love this movie. I think this would make him very sad as well because it would be like mm -hmm. devastating uh, to see the old timer get sick. Yeah. So, yep, lost it. Uh, and I see my pop as the old man getting sick. Barely walk. Uh, yeah. And I know time's limited. I know time, we ain't going to be making ZD for years. We got a couple years left. Uh, I know we asked Spence to go to Thanksgiving. And that's because Colin Dad's coming into town. I only see my pops cry in front of that. That's it. He's the only dude he ever cries in front of. He, I've seen him cry in front of Colin's dad every single time. We're going to have a blast. We're going to eat a bunch of food. The baby's going to be here. Colin's going to be here. He's like, it'd be nice if Spence could go. And I was like, dude, that's tough, right? He's got his moms and shit. Uh, mm -hmm. It's tough to see parents get old, man. It's tough. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Yeah. I'm gonna have my dad watch this movie. I forgot about this until we had to rewatch it this weekend. This is gonna fuck mm -hmm. my dad up. He doesn't really like the cartoon stuff, but I think this will mess him up real good. Uh, yeah. My father's a big crier as well, but he doesn't do it with like anyone else, like select people. Yeah. And he'll just get yeah. choked up yeah. like me, can't breathe, and he'll just sit there and stutter. It's intense. And yeah. it's usually about family, about his father. Why did I bring this up? It's because the same thing you said. When I got my doctorate, Spence was there, and Pops really couldn't talk that whole week. He was in a weird, like, dissociated state. Because, for one, he didn't want to fall because he's disabled. Then he seen me graduate. Then we were running late. And then we almost had to get out the car and run, and it was a whole fucking thing. And, like, Pops was overstimulated to the max. Uh, and he looked at me and said, I got no shame anymore. You did it. You got the same name as your grandpa, and you did it. They call you Dr. Zerka now. Said, ain't that some shit? When a couple years ago, we was, like, homeless, hustling. And now, like, life is good, good. And, like, I save people's lives and shit. And now me and Spencer are just talking shit, having a podcast, having lovely people like you on. Uh, it's crazy how life changes. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy how much effort and, like, the foundation of like human sacrifices that we live on, the backs of our grandparents and ancestors. It's fucking nuts if you think about it. Uh, so it's a good movie. 
I enjoyed that part, but every dad scene when he was sick was like fucking soul crushing for me. I was like, oh, fuck. Ugh. And that's also when I ignore and I just act like my father's okay. I'm like, nah, he's fine. He's faking it. <laughs> he's been faking it for 20 years. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I can barely hold a cup now, but I'm faking it, huh, asshole? Uh, yeah. as soon as you as soon as you leave, he just starts jogging around <laughs> on the house. All his friends come over. <laughs> it's like, hey, come on. Just smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. Uh so I wanted to pay homage to that to a lot of us that are having parents that are getting old. Uh and also how it's acceptable to be like very emotional and cry. Uh, I knew I was gonna cry when I talked about this scene. That's what when Izzy cried early, and I was like, Yes. <laughs> I'm not the only one because Spencer just like Piece of yep. shit. I'm just like deadpan, like what? What's happening? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> uh, so that was my thing. Pops will watch mm -hmm. this, and I'm sure this will fuck him up in about a month. That's good. I'm glad oh, you. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be traumatized in about a month when this releases. He's like, for real, man. <laughs> hey, you know what? This is great real content. So thanks. Oh yeah. That. There you go. Just me just crying. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. there you go. It's just not rocking. Have a good man cry. There you go. Uh, you love a good man crying, but you won't rub my stomach while I'm floating down the river. Look, man, <laughs> there's certain things, all right? Now I, need, I don't need to get my hand tangled in their chest hair. It's not hey, working. I don't want right. that. All right. I pay extra. Down. I pay extra. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. We can't. Right. With that. <laughs> yeah. Does, is there anything else that needs to be said, Izzy, on, on what you want to contribute to the movie or the show or... This is your time to speak on that. You got any seasoning for the folks? Any season? Any lemon? No. Any season? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say whatever seasoning you want to put on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the this film is a diamond in the rough for any first gen or anybody that comes from an immigrant family. Um, it's one of those films that uniquely um, shows uh, our stories and really um, can be interpreted um, as you know nuanced as possible with your own family situation. There's different moments and different scenes that you can really take from that. Um, and it's, it's a treasure. It's like we, yeah. I know when Elemental first came out, you know, it didn't really get that great mm -mm. review, no. which was so surprising. I think it's one of their best films um just for the the depth of um yes. of what they're presenting um so i i think that it's it shouldn't be written off by anyone and especially from from any any anyone that comes from an immigrant family they'll find the you know the the moments in there that they can relate to the best so validating yep yeah. it's everyone yeah. loves to hate on everything now and especially if there's like anything on like race or like, you know, relationships, they're like, oh, this is woke trash. That's just everyone loves the bash things. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's they're just lazy yep. <laughs> and ignorant. <laughs> I, I, I watched the movie. I was shocked because I heard it was terrible and I watched it. I'm like, this is really good. And it's so I yeah. love Wade. I love me a fat guy with emotions. Yeah. <laughs> came off it's so sick. funny with him and his mom, like, yeah. This looks so ridiculous, but yes. I loved it. It's intense. Yeah. All right, Spence. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, Izzy, for coming on. Uh, do you want to give some plugs for your social media pages and, you know, anything else that you want to kind of talk about? Yeah, sure. Um, so you can find me mainly on Instagram. Um, my handle is at Izzy and ADHD. Um, my, uh, accountability club, you can find at, at accountable otters club. Um, we have a open membership at this point. Um, we have a winter special that's going to be announced, uh, in about a week. So, um, give our page a follow and, uh, make sure to join the newsletter so you can be getting the ends of that winter special coming out. Um, and yeah, I mean, anybody that's, that's, um, the group is designed for neurodivergence, um, but we're not exclusive for neurodivergence. Um, it, it's mainly for anybody who has been feeling the, um, the weight of burnout, um, or for anybody who gets bored easily. Um, we're mm. basically about navigating that space between boredom and burnout, making sure that it's sustainable. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really about it. What about the piano thing? You still doing that or no? You oh. got a plug for that? Yeah. I mean, you, you can find me on YouTube. If you want to learn piano, I have over 300 videos where you can, the full length lesson videos where you can learn how to play the piano. Um, it's Izzy Chia music studio on YouTube. I think I'm uh, maybe around 9,000 subscribers. It's decent. Um, yeah. and yeah, I have a little Patreon page too. It's all donation based. So if you want to, you know, send me $5 a month, you can join my Patreon and support me there. But all the lesson videos are available for anybody. Um, yep. And yeah, it's just the, that um, that little part of me that keeps me connected to my music and, and the teaching. Uh, something that I, I very much found lots of joy in um, over the last decade. So... I enjoy it. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on um, yeah. and bringing your perspective. Um, love to have you back. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, before we go, shout out to all of our collaborators, Bubs Naturals, Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, Cat and Raven Company, and then also Toink Toys. Uh, all great stuff. You can get up to 20% off if you use the code DSP or DSP20 uh, or just by going to our link tree or going down into this, the description of this video. So do that and get your up to 20% off all of our great collaborators. All right. With that, uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Spencer. That's Naz. This is a Different Spectrums podcast. All right, everyone. Much love. And remember, take care of yourselves. Or don't. That's up to you. All right, Pete. Peace. Bye. Bye. <laughs>